Welcome to the Med Evidence Monday Minute with Dr. Michael Corrin and Kevin Gettings of WSOS 103.9 St. Augustine Radio. Dr. Michael Corrin joining me live here on the studio line. He joins us on Monday mornings. He, of course, is a medical doctor, cardiologist, and also a medical researcher and very much involved with Encore Docs. And, of course, EncoreDocs.com, the website we'd love for you to check out to learn about some very cool cutting-edge clinical trials, medical clinical trials that you can participate in and be a part of changing medicine, perhaps, over time. So, Dr. Corrin, good morning. How are you? Morning, Kevin. How are you? Well, doing doing great after the big Jaguar win on Saturday night. I think we got to see a little bit of sports history over the weekend. Oh, it was incredible. Yeah, I went to the game, and I'll say that first half was the coldest half I've ever experienced. Um, <laughs> I'm going to quote my friend and say it was colder than in a room of ex-wives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, no kidding. That was just depressing. And, you know, I kept watching, kept watching just for, I don't know why, but just because you have to, but... But what an amazing turnaround. So uh, Yeah, it, war- it, it warmed up in that second half, so it was a huge change in direction for sure. Yeah. So let's talk about that in the context of medical research. Now, we were talking off the air about how, and sometimes people get frustrated by this because they interpret new data as somehow meaning that you didn't know what you were talking about in the first place, right? And, you know, an example of that is, you know, for years we were told by doctors, if we had a heart issue, maybe you should take a baby aspirin every day. Then some new data came out that indicated that maybe we shouldn't. So then the average consumer out there gets a little frustrated. But aren't we learning from research over time that may alter and and tweak our behaviors? Exactly. And the aspirin example is a fabulous example. And uh, we know that aspirin acts as a antiplatelet agent, which is a way of thinning the blood slightly. And the platelets are part of the blood that are responsible for clotting. So by using aspirin, you make those platelets less likely to stick to things and less likely to form blood clots that can lead to heart attacks. So certainly a low-dose aspirin is very beneficial in many folks. But an article came out based on some research showing that if you got to age 70 and you haven't had any heart disease, then aspirin's probably not going to do anything for you because you're probably not going to have a heart attack. Right. So it doesn't mean that aspirin doesn't work necessarily, but it means that the patient population that was studied is fundamentally different than the patient population that will benefit from the intervention. So just, you know, just like the football game um, where you're going from the run to the pass based on the circumstance of the defense, medicine is kind of like that. So you may go from medicine to surgery based on what the uh, what you're fighting against, quite frankly. So in the case of aspirin, as you point out, if you have heart disease or you have a very, very, uh, very, very uh, strong risk profile for heart disease, then you should be on a baby aspirin. But, but basically, if you got to 70 and you're pretty healthy, chances are the aspirin's not going to help you. Right. I think the key thing is, right, you, you obviously are involved in medical research at every level and all sorts of different topic areas. And we learn from that, and then we change our approach over time, right? There's a reason why we perhaps don't use leeches as much as we did in the 1800s. No, and that's well stated. Um, There are changes, and as uh, we have newer developments and newer technologies, we test those technologies in clinical research, and it's a very structured, elegant process, as you know. And that process leads to an objective answer because it's a double-blinded, placebo-controlled environment where we take emotions out of it and we just see what works. And then we report what works to the authorities, typically the FDA, 
And then that turns into scientific papers, which get shared with the medical community and then ultimately with the public. That's Dr. Michael Korn. If you're just uh, tuning in, he joins us on Monday mornings. We appreciate him taking time out of his day to get us up to speed on some things. And of course, he's also uh, an acclaimed cardiologist. And I wonder, you know, can you see anything on the horizon that might indicate a change in how we treat heart health issues because of all the research that you and others are involved in? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, as we speak, we have tremendous problems with congestive heart failure. And one of the biggest problems with congestive heart failure is that people get to a certain state and then they're very prone to require rehospitalization. And the rehospitalization can sometimes be predicted based on certain analytics, analytics and based on certain parameters that we're increasingly getting from people at home. So as we speak, we, we have projects that are looking at home monitoring systems. One of them is actually an app that you speak into your phone. And the app is able to detect changes in your voice pattern. And those changes in your voice pattern will lead to the, uh, the knowledge that you're having problems with shortness of breath or having problems articulating the way you're used to at your baseline condition, which in turn means that we're able to identify people at risk for getting really sick and ending up in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Another example of that is this, this patch that we use that is monitoring people at home that looks at subtle changes in heart rate and your electrocardiogram. And based on those changes, we can, again, determine who is at risk for developing worsening problems. Mm. So the technologies are rapidly progressing. And with these technologies, we're going to change the whole parameter. So you know, one of the things we, we told people about, uh, um, to do all the time was to come into the emergency room if they had any concerns. So literally, when I was a cardiology fellow, we would tell folks, okay, well, if you have any symptoms that last for 15 minutes or more, get yourself into the ER. Well, that will change because we'll have home monitoring capabilities that will uh, indeed tell us which patients truly need to come to the emergency room and who can be safely treated at home. So that's just another example of, quote, change in directions and how medical research is really helping us understand who's truly at risk. And I think, too, what Dr. Korn is talking about points to another concern some of our listeners may have. You always think that, well, if I participate in a clinical trial, it's going to be a lot of blood drawing or you say, oh, I don't want to be a guinea pig or whatever. But there's a lot of trial activity that goes on that has more to do with like wearing a device or answering a lot of questions, right? Absolutely. Yeah, every trial has its own specific rules and we follow what's called a protocol, which lays out exactly how we approach things. So literally at the beginning of your participation, we know exactly what should happen during the course of your participation. You always have the right to drop out if you're unhappy, but that actually happens very, very rarely. People usually love the interaction with the staff and and they love the knowledge that they get as part of a clinical trial. So we rarely get people drop out, but you you have that right to do so. And again, um, to your point, Kevin, is that some people will be in trials where there is a lot of blood drawing and other people will be in trials where we're mostly just monitoring their electrocardiogram using a patch. So there's there's a big variability in what we do in each study. Yeah. That's Dr. Michael Korn once again, and to that end, both myself, Karen, who's part of our team at WSOS, other people associated with the radio station here in St. John's County. We've all participated in trials with Encore Docs, with Dr. Korn and his team, and we've had a great time. We've enjoyed it and highly recommend that you consider doing it. You can do that. The first step is to do one of two things. Either go to the website, EncoreDocs.com, that's spelled E-N-C-O-R-E, EncoreDocs.com. They have offices right here in St. Augustine near Flagler Hospital. Or you can call this number and ask about, you know, how you get started in this process, which is super easy. 904-730-0166. That's 904-730-0166.
Dr. Corn, of course, very good at predicting outcomes of football games. So uh, who's going to win Jags versus Chiefs this weekend? Yeah, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Jags. Absolutely, yep. call right? Me, call me a homer if you will, but I'm I'm gonna go with the Jags. They, <laughs> there's something about this team that that is is actually pretty special. So let's 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 see them uh, take home a victory when when it's really really unexpected at Arrowwood Stadium. I think they can do it. Absolutely, Dr. Michael Corn. We'll find out if your prediction is true. We'll talk again next Monday. Thank you. Okay. Take care, Kevin. Thank you for listening to Med Evidence, the truth behind the data. Please hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on our weekly releases.